It's 9.15. It's 9.15, so we'll go ahead and uh, uh, get started. Uh, a couple housekeeping things. Uh, so today, obviously, we're finishing the red book, uh, but now we get a blue book. So if you're familiar with uh, certain movies that talk about red things and versus blue things, there's a, you can think about it like that, or you can think about it as uh, we finished thing with the Republican book and we're going for the Democrat book next. So... Um, I don't know. Or you cannot think about any of those things, and it's just fine. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, but there is, that's the book we're going to go through next. So there's, there's uh, copies up here. Uh, Julie pre-stuffed uh, one stack of them with uh, the schedule with little bookmarks in it, so you can grab one of those. Uh, we're not going to start it next week. We're actually going to start it the week after next, uh, because, you know, even as we're talking today about kind of some tools uh, about a, uh, for evangelism, I thought it'd be helpful to talk through uh, at least one more tool next week. And so that's what we're going to do next week. Uh, and what that's going to be is talking about how could, you, how could you imagine sitting down with someone and asking them to read the Gospel of Mark together over a number of weeks, and how could you imagine u- using that as a way to share the Gospel in an ongoing way with a person. Uh, I think that's a valuable tool to have. Uh, and so what we're going to do for, for next week is we're going to try to give you a sketch of what it would look like to do something like that. Um, so uh, that's what we're doing next week. The only thing you could do for next week, if you had the time, would be to read through the Gospel of Mark. It's the shortest gospel. Uh, it doesn't take as long as others. But if you were able to read through from um, 1 verse 1 through 16 verse 8, uh, that would be great. If you can't do that, that's okay. Um, and we'll go over, uh, we'll go over the, uh, the Gospel of Mark. So... We'll do that next week, and then the week after we'll start the discipling book. The schedule is on the little bookmarks um, on there. So if you have questions about that, you can, you can ask. Uh, like we've been doing, let's go ahead and start with uh, just uh, asking opportunities. Opportunities we've had this last week uh, to have spiritual conversations with people. Uh, maybe not necessarily a full-blown gospel conversation, but at least some, some component uh, of that. Um, uh, any opportunities this last week? It's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Okay, great. Any others? Sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ashley and I have a family member that is not so much in the new age side, but kind of in a way. So just crazy. Um, like, how do you even have a conversation? So um, I had an opportunity this week to visit uh, uh, Walter Heacock, so Liz's husband. And, um, and uh, it was an interesting conversation because, like, yeah, it was just interesting. I can't give the full full thing here, but I mean, he's not a believer. And um, it's just kind of doesn't kind of believes what he believes and kind of going his own way. So I got the I got the elements of the gospel, in, but you, it was it didn't seem like there was any any reception there. But so but you can be praying for him and for Liz um, as ongoing uh, opportunities there. So hopefully hopefully that helped her in some way. So uh, any others? Especially a government job, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, and just, yeah, opportunities to show love to people and then to follow up with words as you have opportunities. So let's go ahead and pray for these people um, and, uh, and others, too. If you know more of others, you can pray for them as we pray together. Father, we uh, just... Thank you for this morning. Thank you for the ability to gather to talk about evangelism. Thank you for the opportunities you've given us this week, even uh, to have um, components of conversations, if not full-blown um, opportunities. Um, Lord, we pray for rescue for people. Um, Lord, we ask for even the gal that Marion talked to. Um, and um, I just pray that you would uh, grant further opportunities there, maybe on uh, walking outside and seeing her again. Oh, Lord, God, that that would start a relationship, but you would show that this gal would not be wrapped up in the politics of this world, Lord, because uh, your politics, uh, the kingdom of heaven, is ultimately coming and will eclipse every human um, human uh, realm. Uh, Lord, we uh, also pray for just the, um, the Thompson's uh, relative who's just uh, at least claimed to know the truth at one point and yet has gone off into just um, nonsense um, with uh, new age stuff. I, pr- I pray that you would grant mercy and repentance there. Uh, and even for the opportunity that Tony had with this uh, gal at work, um, I pray for just follow-ups there and opportunities to speak the truth, to find out where she's at with the Lord, uh, with you, and um, and ask for that. Pray for Walter uh, Heacock, oh Lord God, that you would grant him repentance, that you would help him to uh, to to open up to your word and see it is not a a book written by men um, by uh, only. It is a book uh, written by um, spirit-empowered men uh, to where it is called God-breathed, and we thank you for that. Uh, we pray for this morning as we just continue to talk about evangelism. Um, help us to be uh, your ambassadors um, for the gospel, to be faithful in that, 
Um, give us opportunities this week, we would ask in your name. Amen. For those of you who have just kind of trickled in, there are, for our next study, there are some discipling books up here that you can grab before you, you leave today. So, okay, um, so chapter 5 is actually sharing um, our faith. And he said you might, you might uh, read the table of contents and you might actually have jumped to this one first because this is kind of what we're all doing, right? Uh, what we've talked about so far is just kind of this idea of the culture of evangelism and understanding that we're, we're all oriented to that as a church, right? That's, that's our mission. That's our game. We're all on game. So uh, even if an uh, individual, uh, you have a primary contact with one person, they come to church, they meet another person, like we're all oriented around the idea of proclaiming the truth to individuals. But in this um, chapter, uh, he talks about what does it look like to actually do that a little bit. And he orients the whole discussion uh, around this idea of am- being an ambassador, which I, I love. Um, I love that, that, that um, uh, analogy, uh, and it's scriptural. Uh, let's go ahead and read. He points us to this passage in 2 Corinthians 5. Um, and let's actually go ahead and read 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 17 through 21. Um, and when someone has that, uh, go ahead and... Go ahead and read that, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, just to get us started. So you see this um, idea of um, Christians being ambassadors. And really, that you, you, you can think about it like this, right? Um, Christ is the king of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is what we've been talking about. The kingdom of heaven is going to come in the future. And like we said, Christ is going to rule over the whole earth in a physical and spiritual kingdom. Uh, the local church is really an embassy of that future kingdom. Uh, and all of us within that local church, within that embassy, are citizens of that kingdom and also ambassadors, right? So um, that's a helpful analogy to think about. Um, what are some things you stood out kind of on pages 100 to 101 uh, when he's talking about this idea of being an ambassador? What was helpful to you in thinking that way? Things you have underlined, questions you had? Yes. Yeah. We have to be right, right? Uh, we don't get to, I love what he says. This is uh, the first full paragraph on page 101. He says this, we must get the message right. After all, ambassadors don't have the freedom to change the message. Their job is to deliver it accurately. Um, so we've got to, um, we've got to know the gospel. Um, we talked about that earlier in the book. We've got to have it right uh, because we don't get to, we don't get to modify the message. We are called to proclaim the message, yeah. Um, other things in that kind of section of this idea of, uh, how is that helpful, this metaphor of being an ambassador? 
Sure. Yeah. There's that idea of the, we are called to do this. Uh, we we honestly do that. We love to do it because Christ has saved us, right? He's some ambassador or ambassador has shared the message with us, and by grace, God changed us and then in turn made us ambassadors. Um, and but it's a responsibility that we have. Um, yeah. And he kind of says we we must deliver the message regardless of the discomfort produced, effort required, and shame endured. Ambassadors exist to deliver messages. Uh, we may not feel like representatives of the kingdom of God, but that is what we are. It is how we are seen in the spiritual realms, and it is an astounding truth, which is always something to keep in mind. Paul talks about in Ephesians 3, what we do on earth and what happens in the church is God's wisdom proclaimed in the spiritual realms, in the heavenly places with um, angels and demons. Um, and so that's another dimension that we think about when we're ambassadors for the gospel. Any other thoughts on that? analogy or idea. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and that's a good point, right? You're really talking... The scripture is very clear. There's two camps in the world. There's God's people whom he's redeemed by grace, and there's uh, God's enemies. And we all start out as enemies, right? Um, so you're, you're being ambassadors to enemies, right? But they're in a foreign realm, so to speak. A lot of these terms that we use, and we're just kind of natural with, they flow off the tongue for us. We have to do extra work to make sure okay, do you understand what I mean by this word? Um, things like words like forgiveness, words like repentance. What does that actually mean? Um, so, yeah, very good. Okay, so then he goes into this. Um, and, and here's the other thing I, I think is really helpful just to amplify what he said. When you are speaking with someone and um, in general, there's a great deal of freedom when you understand that you are an ambassador, you can't modify the message, you're not playing mediator, you're just delivering the goods, and he talks about this later, and you're trusting the Lord. You never surrender your authority as an ambassador. Sometimes you can be tempted to say, well, let's suppose that there's kind of this neutral territory that we can work from. But the reality is the world is God's world. Reality is God's reality. And uh, we never surrender the authority of what God has proclaimed in the gospel. So, okay, uh, but page 102 and 103, ambassadors and their approach, thinking through conversations. And so there's this letter that someone submitted to um, uh, Mac and then um, his response. But really the, what it's oriented around is uh, being intentional and thinking through conversations that you might have. Uh, what was kind of helpful in this example um, that you saw between the, the, the two letters there.
Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the honesty there is 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 good, right? Um, that hey, um, can I can I share with you what this says? Now um, he does say on his little bullet points. Um, so it's like the third one up. This is page one hundred five, third one up from the bottom. He says related to that issue. It's good, though not required, to ask permission to share the message of the gospel. There's a way in which you could take that too far, right? Like um, where you're saying, well, I know, I know my job with this person, and uh, maybe this is the last time I get to proclaim the gospel. With this person. You never know, right? But there's a sense in which it's like, all right, I'm going for it. I'm going to proclaim the truth whether they gave me permission or not. However, right, there is value like, uh, in, in kind of a disarming way of, being able to just ask someone and say, hey, uh, I would love to share with you what the scripture teaches about that, or I would love to uh, talk to you about Jesus. Would you, would you, would, can we do that? Uh, or can we, would you be interested in reading God's word together with me? Um, things like that. Uh, they're helpful kind of disarming questions um, in that sense. So yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. You tried to make him an offer he couldn't refuse. So, <laughs> sorry, I had to go for that one. That was pretty. So. This is why I don't tell jokes from the pulpit, you know. <laughs> um, but what else are the uh, the bullet points on 104 from 105? What else of those, you know, kind of principles that were demonstrated in that example of the letters back and forth? What are principles there that were helpful for you? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Um, you can kind of think about, um, even in relation to the biblical counseling stuff that we've been learning, right? Um, sin is ultimately at its root a worship disorder, right? There's 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 a an idolatry that's going on, and so the real issue is uh, God deserves worship. Um, uh, God desires a relationship, uh, and then all of the flowers that come out of that that root of sin, right? They can be various things, right? And ultimately, God does want to deal with those things, but you know, it, it's it, 
that's not your goal is to deal with the flowers. Your goal is to deal with that root problem, the heart issue, right? Um, because that's what the gospel addresses. So, yeah. Yeah, Susan. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me, here, here's something you can think of too, like, so someone brings up politics. Um, actually, that kind of happened in my conversation this week. Um, and and it, what, you can kind of chase that, like, okay, bounce off of that maybe is a way to thought, bounce off of that symptom and go to the root right? So you're seeing this problem in the world, or you're seeing this problem in your relationships. You know where that actually stems from? It stems from the reality that there is sin in the world. Um, God created the world in, in, in such a way that it was perfect. He designed man to have perfect fellowship with him and perfect harmony in his relationships, but we don't see that. Why don't we see that? Well, it's because of sin, and it's because we each desire to be our own kings rather than God being king, right? And you see how that, that transitions you nicely into starting to talk about gospel realities. So I saw a hand. Oh, yeah, Patricia. Right, and um, increasingly too, a lot of people aren't uh, are less and less familiar with the scriptures and what they have to say. So even saying something like, "Can I share with you what God says through the Bible uh, about these things?" Right, um, and people are like, "Oh, sure, I've never read the Bible. I don't even know what it's about." Right, so there's that aspect to that as well. So yeah, uh, any of these other bullet points um, that were helpful for you? Yeah, being compassionate and humble, Brenda. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like what he says about ask lots of questions, be a good listener. Uh, and that's where we can fall into the trap, especially, you know, it's not bad to have a gospel method. I mean, he has one, right, in the appendix, kind of memorized or a structure or framework, but be flexible. You're not trying to like, you're not like the infomercial guy, right, trying to seal the deal. You're, 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 this is, this is back and forth, right? And so, and really not just jumping on, oh, I think I know what you're saying about yourself, but asking questions, clarifying where are you really at, um, and, and kind of knowing them in that sense uh, so that you can bring the truth to bear in a, uh, in a 
accurate way. So, yeah. Anything else from that one? And sometimes we think that, oh, since I'm presenting the gospel, and we want that I got to know all the answers, but someone asks something, and, and like, you know, I don't know. Um, but I can look into that and get back with you. Uh, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, yeah, good. Okay, so then we move into 106. Ambassadors must be bold and clear. Um, and uh, that's, that's helpful, right, is... is um, it's both and. We, we need boldness. We need courage. I pray for that. Um, Paul prayed for that. That's what he says, right? Uh, and clarity, clarity in what we're saying, which is why we kind of comes back to we need that gospel message down, um, down well, right? Um, and not just one way of sharing it, but like here are the different components. Here's how you can slide into that component from, from a conversation you're having with someone. Anything that you highlighted on page 106 and 107. Okay, uh, 107, this is really helpful, I thought. Um, ambassadors must deliver the message and trust Christ for the response. So what's his point? So we're, we're, I mean, we plead with people, but at the same time, it's, you're not responsible for, for the, the ultimate response. You can't do that, right? There's, you, you can't convert a, sorry, you, you can't save someone. Now, God uses means, right? You're, you're just part of the, the cog, cog in that whole process, and you're privileged, and it's a joy to be um, used by the Lord in that way. So we plead, we exhort, we challenge, we share the scriptures, all of these things, but at the end of the day, right, if you've, uh, you're, you, you've done your side of it, and maybe you feel like, oh, I haven't done it as well as I, um, I think I should have. I always feel that, I leave and feel that way. I should have done this different. I should have said this different, right? But it's like what I shared, and he kind of says this, right? What I shared was truth, and um, I'm trusting in the Lord to, to use that. Um, and, and Susan said something else about the foolishness of the message, and that's the reality. God's planned it that way. First Corinthians one and two. The message it sounds foolish. I remember talking when I was still at, um, teaching at uh, Eastern Washington University in the math department, right? Um, and I was talking to one of my colleagues, an older gal who had just lost her husband. I think uh, I think that was the context. Anyway, we were starting to talk, and I was just starting to lay out the, the storyline of the Bible and talking about a talking snake in Genesis three. And it's like, oh, that's that that's gonna sound really odd, you know. Um, you, you know, and, uh, but it's, it's, you're trusting the Lord to, to work through even the foolishness of the message because that's how God gets glory for himself. The only reason anyone believes is God's work in someone's life. So, uh, other thoughts or things that he said in this section um, that were just helpful, encouraging, challenging? Um, 
Yeah. Right. And that's where, like, asking questions and listening, like, sometimes, like, I've had cult members or just someone from another religion, like, talking to me at my door or some other context, and, you know, there's a certain level at which I need to kind of understand how they're thinking, and yet, at the same time, like, there's also a freedom to say, okay, uh, you, you can kind of get around a lot of that if you ask the question, on what basis would God... Um, accepts you into um, living with him forever, right? And uh, then you can really quickly discern, okay, are you, what are you thinking? It, you know, are you thinking works? Are you thinking something else? Some other bizarre whatever? Um, and then you say, well, you know, actually this is what the, God says in the scriptures. He says, this is the only way you can be accepted is through, is through Jesus, right? So anyway, uh, more that you guys... Uh, had in that section, 108, 109, top of 110. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. It is a grace to share the gospel. Right? Because as you're proclaiming that, you're like, um, these things are true for me. And, and you're just joyful because it's like, um, you know, so um, we should, like we've been talking about in the past, we should be proclaiming the gospel truths to our own hearts each day, right? But that's just one key way in which we do it. It's just really encouraging. Um, so, yeah, good. Okay. Um, 110, um, he says this, ambassadors must not lose heart. And he talks about, um, you know, this idea of it's easy to get discouraged. Um, he talks about Paul in 2 Corinthians 4.1, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. Now, what, what does he point to as, uh, as the key, or at least what he perceives as one of the keys to not lose heart in sharing the gospel? Yeah, which kind of goes back to what we were just talking about, right? Like, so that's one element, right, why we don't lose heart, because we know that's a grace to us to be proclaiming the gospel um, as well. Mike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. 
what else did he say um, uh, in uh, the section there of how to not lose heart? You have no idea what God's going to do. You have no idea how he's going to use it. Last week we talked about that one gal, the people pray for her for 15 years. Um, you know, I like this at the bottom of page 111, top of page 112. He says, part of my weariness in evangelism is the constant focus on what is supposed to happen to others. When that is my focus and nothing seems to happen, I lose heart. But knowing that God works in me when I actively share my faith gives me hope even when no one responds positively to my efforts, right? Uh, and it's kind of that trust that God, um, Romans 1.16, right? Uh, the power of God is the gospel. Um, but it doesn't work in, in always visible ways, right? There are a lot of, uh, we don't get to see a lot of the fruit that, that it bears. Uh, and it's a joy when we do. It really is, right? It's a blessing. Um, but you're trusting the Lord that he's at work through his word in rescuing people, so... Right, and that's the key, right? When we start thinking, you can get into it. We want to see people saved. We really do. Um, but we can kind of slip into, gosh, I'm not getting any results, right? And there's a time for thinking, okay, am I sharing the right gospel? And, you know, obviously there's that. But uh, when I get focused on I'm not seeing any results, um, God's not pleased with me, something must be wrong, right? Um, it's like, well, wait a minute, you're, you're slipping into a performance mindset rather than a grace mindset. Our motivation in sharing the gospel is we rejoice over God's grace to us and we proclaim it to others, right? Um, it is a responsibility, and yet it's not just a duty we have to slog through, right? Um, we love God. We love what he's done for our hearts. We want to share that with others. We love his glory. God is glorified whether that per when his word is proclaimed and whether that person responds or doesn't. Uh, either way, God's glory um, is proclaimed through that. So, yeah, Rachel, you were going to say something. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's and you can take comfort in that. And you may leave and and you may leave from a situation like heavy in heart, right? Like I leave from a lot of conversations and my heart is heavy because it's like, oh man, I just really wish that person would come to know the Lord because I know the joy and the um, and the the uh, just 
yeah, all those aspects, the, the, the joy that they would have, the, uh, the knowing uh, our awesome and great God, how good that is, and yet there's a sense of what you fall back on. It's like, yeah, but I did give glory to God with what I said. Um, and God's going to use that in his way and what he wants to do So in his timing. So, yeah. Okay, um, other thoughts um, kind of closing out this chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Hudson Taylor and having no fruit or uh, wasn't it, uh, what's the guy in India? I can't, I'm blanking on his name. The guy went to India early on, early seven, or like 1740s or something like that. William Carey. William Carey. Yeah, yeah. Same kind of thing. It's the kind of interesting thing about... Uh, any soul work, whether we're talking about whether someone is um, has come to Christ, um, has not come to Christ, uh, either way, right, we're, we're still word-based ministry, uh, gospel-rooted ministry, and, um, and it's, it's hard work, and it's kind of like the work of a farmer, right, like a trusting farmer. Sanctification's that way, and really, and we think about someone who's an unbeliever and we're trying to be an intentional in that relationship, right? It's, it's kind of like you're, you're plowing, you're weeding, you're doing all these things, but ultimately it's God who gives change, ultimate change and growth. So, um, and conversion initially in, in any case. So, yeah. Okay, uh, other thoughts on the chapter as a whole? Okay, uh, the appendix is kind of helpful, I thought. Um, so, he, kind of writes out a little gospel presentation on that page. Uh, he gives definitions that he's used throughout the, the scriptures, even even definitions like we're talking about, like what is sin, what is repentance? Like um, you could use some of those definitions in talking with people, uh, but then he also gives uh, some good verses, right? For He kind of uses the outline, uh, outline, you've probably seen it before, God, man, Christ response. Who is God? What is man in relation to God? Who is Christ? Um, and, the, you know, what's the call for response? We talked about all of those in our gospel life. Um, but that's kind of a handy, uh, handy thing. It's not that you have to use that outline, right? That's the thing about methods. It's not bad to use a method. It gives you a framework. If that's helpful to you, great. Um, but, if it's, uh, but have some verses. Have some key verses in mind. Uh, what are some of your key gospel verses that you, um, you often bring up when you're talking with people? Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his love towards us. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Right. 
Right. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Other uh, verses or concept? Yeah, Susan. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. I I find that helpful. And even with people um, who maybe they profess faith in the past, but they walked away, those people are really hard to talk to in a lot of ways, which is it's really sad. But sometimes what's helpful is going to that very issue, who is Jesus? You got to deal with Jesus. Because... Jesus came, he uh, did all these miracles, he rose from the dead, he died, like, what do you do with that? And it's, it's not even, like, you can, you can um, you, I mean, even skeptics <laughs> uh, will at least admit that Jesus lived, right? And, um, and so, like, it's the facts of history. This is a fact of history. What do you do with that? Um, and um, that's a helpful, helpful way to go about it. There used to be, um, a number of years ago, um, I don't know how old I was, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, the, it used to be called the Bill Fay Method of Evangelism. I don't know if you've ever heard that name before. But he had these series of helpful questions. Um, do you have any spiritual beliefs or do you have any religious beliefs? To you, who is Jesus? Um, if you died tonight, you know, would you, you know, just helpful questions. Not that you're always using them in that sequence, right? But they're, they're, asking questions actually gives a lot of um, fruitful interaction with people. So, um, Other things that you guys have um, found helpful in evangelism? Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, um, uh, like I said, for next week, we will talk uh, about, I think, one other thing. He, he kind of mentioned it in passing, uh, I think, at least once in this book, but uh, one good way of working in, in evangelism is asking someone, would you be willing to read the scriptures with me, right? Because them hearing the scriptures and going to a gospel where you're introducing them to Jesus. So that's where we're, next week we're going to talk about how could you think about using the Gospel of Mark to do that. So if you can, read through the Gospel of Mark. If you can't, that's fine. Don't worry about it. 
Uh, we'll talk about that next week. And then the week after, we'll get into the discipling uh, book. So let's go ahead and pray, and we'll transition. Father, we thank you for this book. It's been helpful and challenging um, to our hearts. Uh, but Lord, now help us to do. Uh, Lord, help us to be, do what uh, you've called us to do, and to do it out of um, love for souls, um, desiring to see them rescued from uh, your just torment of hell, and also um, to see, uh, to, to want them to know the joy of knowing you. The good of the good news is knowing you yourself for all eternity and all your manifold glories and excellencies. And we want to proclaim those excellencies to others. So, Lord, even as you've called us out of darkness to light by your sheer mercy, Lord, help us uh, to accurately proclaim the truth. Use us as ambassadors. Help us not to modify the message. Help us to take uh, comfort and, uh, and dependence on the Holy Spirit's work. Um, Lord, help us to persuade and yet not rely on that persuasion, but rely on the Holy Spirit through that as a means, O oh Lord God. When we pray that you would, you would give us opportunities this week um, and in coming weeks and week after week. We ask that we, as a church, would be able to say, uh, see even one person converted this year. Uh, we would want more, Lord. We would want more than that. And yet we would we rejoice to see um, one, um, at least one person converted this coming year from walking in darkness to walking in light. So please give us the joy of seeing that fruit of the gospel um, and, uh, and giving thanks to you. Uh, please help us as we go. Uh, we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.